Hello and welcome once again to Oakwood Connects. Today we're going to be looking at the leaven, the parable of the leaven. Well, hello, and we are actually meeting together face to face for the first time in a while. Um, Elder Jelani is here. How are you? Hey, Brother John. Uh, man, it's so good. Listen, I, I came through those doors and I, man, my heart just felt different, you know, and I truly miss being here. But man, I just can't wait till we're all together. So it's good to see you face I to have, face. I have my kids sitting here and they, when we walked in, they went, ah, the smell of the church. <laughs> and so, man, I felt those same sentiments. <laughs> really and truly, it's good to be in the house, man. We assure you that uh, we're pretty close to six foot apart and so uh so <laughs> yes. today we're going to be looking at we've been going through the parables of jesus and today we're going to be looking at the the leaven the parable of the leaven and uh we're going to pick it up at luke chapter 13 uh luke 13 verses 20 and 21 and would you like to read that sure okay luke 13 chapter 20 and 21 and it says and Again, he said, whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. All right. So, you know, for me, as we've been going through these parables and we know that Jesus, he used parables because, you know, the... For example, the seed. Well, mm -hmm. obviously, there was farmers listening, and there was you know people gardened. You mm -hmm. know, if you didn't garden, you didn't have food. So we under I understood it that way that he was using common things to for analogies. But you know, as I was reading this one, it kind of hit me as far as the leaven and all of them. All of these things were used before, mm. so spiritually they should have understood these things from the you know from the Old Testament, from mm -hmm. the things that they already knew, because this one, especially with the leaven, it's a little confusing because up until this point, leaven's been a negative thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we mm -hmm. have uh, you know the mm -hmm. beware of the ne uh, the leaven of the Pharisees, or uh, you know in the Exodus story they didn't you know the the bread without leaven, so all. Up into this point, unless there's something in the Psalms that I missed, uh, uh, leaven was something negative. Mm -hmm. And so it really just kind of hit me that, wait, they not only was Jesus saying, hey, understand the seed because you're a farmer. He was actually using these parables. You should have read this stuff, mm -hmm. too. You should mm -hmm. have known this stuff, too. So uh, that was the first thing that hit me, just how, how interesting that it wasn't just, again, using seeds. He was you guys should know this stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, so we get to the leaven and, uh, you know, I am a master chef personally here. So I, had to, <laughs> I thought maybe we should, you know, tell people what leaven is. So it's the stuff that makes, see, I, that's a technical term, stuff <laughs> that makes bread rise, right? right? Uh -huh. um, and so, you, you know, you mix that in and it makes the whole thing rise. It doesn't just, it's not just a chunk. Um so as you put this on a spiritual level and with the warning of the of you know don't have the leaven of the Pharisees well what were the Pharisees full of so to speak mm -hmm. um, they were full of hypocrisy right you know and, mm. and their their heart was hardened toward the truth 
And I like the analogy that you with this leaven and with the flour because it's causing a change right. in something. Mm-hmm. And so in this context, it's causing a change. And with the flour, it's working on the inside. And that's where it is. And then it's, it's, it's causing this change to happen to the whole uh, loaf of, 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 of dough. Right. And so um, in this process, it's working from the inside out. And so the Pharisees lacked their heart change. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus was talking to them, he was always addressing them and showing them their hypocrisy. Right. And so the leaders or the Christian folk of that day, right, they were supposed to know these things, as you were saying, mm-hmm. but they weren't interested in the heart change. They were interested in status and, and what um, uh, the priesthood was changed. And so God was trying to show them with parables that it is the heart that needs to be changed, which they were so resistant to. Right. You know, Brother John, when I'm looking at the, the heart, um, and what that refers to, a lot of times we use that in, in, in scripture. Um, the heart has to change. What, is it, what does the heart represent? And so when I looked it up, the Hebrew, uh, in, this, in the Hebrew, it says the term stands for the inner part of a person. And it refers to our will, our mind, our consciousness, our emotions, and understanding. It also refers to a person's moral, moral character and determination. Right. And so we as humans have a problem. <laughs> We have a problem. Are you sure? Man, (laughs) listen, we're we're always trying to do things our way. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that, listen, I'm I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent. Man, most of my life, even though I had a knowledge of God, my heart still remained unconverted or unchanged because I was trying to put my will or what I wanted or my emotions above what the Bible or Jesus was asking me to do. Right. And mm-hmm. so when I look at this process of the leaven, it's really talking about a heart change. Am I right? Absolutely. And so with the Pharisees, again, they they had taken in the world so much. So this is about what we take in, in a way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What we fill ourselves with. So the Pharisees, the 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 Jewish nation, um, you know, we were just talking about it when they said, you know what, we want a king over us. We mm-hmm. don't want to follow God because God doesn't always give us the answers we want. So mm-hmm. we would rather have a human king. And so when they took that stance, they go to Babylon, right? And they and they're looking at a human, mm-hmm. another human, right? Right. Yeah. And so then they get out of that, and now we're at we're in Christ times, and the popular religion of the time, the Pharisees. Like you said, they mixed their they mixed the world in mm-hmm. with their religion yep. and everything that goes with that. So mm-hmm. you know we need to listen up to this. So they mixed in their politics. They mixed mm-hmm. in everything. I mean, you know, keep in mind the Jewish uh, economic system was mm-hmm. all based on That's the sanctuary right. service. That's right. So it was all these traditions it just became a thing that they did Mm -hmm. and so you know jesus says look you're like whitewashed tombs Mm -hmm. but what's on the inside is is, i mean they were trying they were going to murder him they were plotting to murder him so everything that they consumed from the world changed what their religion yeah was yeah our our um tendency 
and our human existence, our flesh, is constantly warring because we want to do things our way. And so um, what God tries to do is saying, listen, you need to adopt the principles that I have set before you, examples that I've set before you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that goes against what we want to do. It sure does. And so we look at God and we're saying, man, these things are hard to follow, man. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to, uh, um, you know, a lot of people look at um, following Jesus Christ as difficult because why? They're wanting to hang on to a portion of the world that they just simply don't want to let go. Mm -hmm. And that was my experience as well. Mm -hmm. Growing up in the church, I was always trying to hold hold on to something. And so by doing that, I was remaining unconverted. Mm. And God could not use me because my heart was still blocking him from changing or being converted to his ways, his standard of living against my own. Right. 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 Um, You know, the accompanying book that we're reading with with this, with the parables is uh, Christ's Object Lessons. And I just wanted to read a quote out of this. the, the author writes, uh, as the leaven, when mingled with meal, works from within outward, so is by the renewing of the heart that the grace of God works to transform the life. No mere external change is sufficient to bring us into harmony with God. There are many who try to reform by correcting this mm-hmm. or that bad habit, and they hope that in this way to become Christians, but they are beginning at the wrong place. Our first work is with the heart. It's so funny that you said that because I had that in my notes. Oh, did you really? <laughs> See? But, but, but listen, I agree. Listen, first of all, God is saying, look, and I'm going to use myself as an example. Um, I used to... Um, uh, I used to always uh, try to control situations, mm-hmm. and I, if I couldn't control it, um, and, and and remember, faith is something that you have to have where you don't necessarily see things, right? And so, when if a person used to be an alcoholic and now is not, that is a, a change that the person is uh, cannot take for themselves. Right. I don't know if you if you do AA or whatever, they have some. Um, uh, Christianity principles that they're yeah, using in the twelve steps. Yeah. In the twelve steps, mm-hmm. but 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 something has to happen with the individual that they cannot do themselves. Right. You remember when it says about in First Corinthians two eight nine, it says, um, first of all, we got to take ourselves out the process. God is like, look, you ain't gonna take what I have given. Mm-hmm. Like uh, humanity, you guys are not gonna claim this uh, for your change or ch- another pr- you witnessing and they're changing. That's all me, mm-hmm. right? Because Remember, he says, um, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Man, listen, when somebody changes from their nature, what they want to do, our sinful nature is what's driving us a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And so when that becomes the opposite that is only done by the Holy Spirit. We don't have a part in that. You're absolutely right. I mean, as you know, as someone who drank a lot mm-hmm. and smoked a lot, and you know, it always made me laugh because people would say, "Well, you know, that's bad for you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you know, I know right. that, right? And so there was those times where you'd go, it would hit you. You know, I'm just killing myself. Mm-hmm. I need to stop mm-hmm. this. So you would stop for like a week, yep. right? It wasn't until conversion. It wasn't until God took it away. Until yes, until I was able to say, "Look, I can't defeat this. Yep. I can't." Not only that, back then, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't even want to. 
God took it away. And that is the Holy Spirit right. changing your heart mm-hmm. and this leavening process, the sanctification process, starting from the inside out. Absolutely. We are unable to do it it's on such, our own. It's such an important principle because yep. we do, as humans, have this tendency to look at our sins and mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to defeat that. I'm going to defeat that now. And what this is telling us is that you have to start at the heart yep. first. You know, this is such a good principle because you, we, when we look at our sins, what we tend to do is we keep focusing on that sin, keep focusing on that sin. We're gonna sin. Yeah, we're yep. gonna do it. Yeah, but if we, if if our heart is switched to where it is because we love God, and we just want to do the things of God, all of a sudden those those sins mm-hmm. they tend to drop off as opposed to us going i'm gonna try really hard yeah. you know? and that's the only listen that's the only the work of the holy spirit can do those things right. mm-hmm. we and our humanness is impossible mm-hmm. because our inclination is to want to sin anyway mm-hmm. we want to do those things that is what our mindset is and so the only way we can overcome is it has to be through the holy spirit mm-hmm. and this is why it's so important for those who profess christianity if we don't stay into the word if we don't study Mm-hmm. and see what the Bible says about who we are. Right. We can believe one thing, but man, when you open up that Bible, you're just like, uh-oh. Yep. It tears you up. This is why the Bible calls that two-edged sword. You will be literally looking at that thing like, wow, this is me. This is me. This is me. I need to change here, here, here. God has got to work with me here, here, here. It's because the Bible is there for all of the answers for humanity. Right. right. And when you go against it, you're literally defeating yourself. So as Christians, as as Adventists, we have this, you know, we want to know God more. So even this principle uh, applies because yes, we do. We study the Word of God. We do those things, but it's not because you know we don't get. We we're not supposed to anyway. Get up in the morning and mm-hmm. say, "I gotta go read that Bible right. because God says so." Right. No, it should be our desire, our desire. to want yeah. to be with Him. And so again, even with our uh, relationship with God, it's not. He's outside, and I've and he's so far away. It's kind of it reminds me of Daniel too when the. Uh, you know, when the Chaldeans said that, right? Where the, the gods that are so far away and they don't care, this mm-hmm. thing that you're mm-hmm. looking for, they, they're not going to tell you because they don't dwell with humans. Well, that's not the God we serve. Yeah. God wants to dwell with us. That's what this whole thing is about. God wants to dwell with us. Yeah. And, and so it, he's not on the outside waiting for you to get to him. Yeah. He is willing to come to you and change that heart. If the evidence is not so... Um, I believe the Bible says is that God had made him a, a way of escape uh, prior to the even forming our world. Right. Uh, the desire for him uh, and the human, and this is why I say that we should dwell on the scriptures because what the scriptures does is it points us to heavenward. Mm-hmm. We can breathe the atmosphere of heaven. We can be there and understand. The Bible says that we sit in heavenly places, right. that we can experience those things now. Mm-hmm. And so... In order for us to do that, 
I believe that time in God's word with prayer and connection with him. Listen, we well, there's a lot of things in this life that we give time to <laughs> and credence to in our in our daily life. A little too much sometimes, huh? Come on, man. I <laughs> listen, um, watching the Detroit Lions every uh, week for how many years don't now? Don't do that to yourself. I, I, hey, I'm, you understand what I'm saying? That's a great example, isn't it, Brother John? <laughs> yep. We're that still is. hoping and you know, we're still going there. But listen, the Bible's saying, listen, have that same desire for me. Right, right, absolutely. Right? Have that same desire, have that same passion for me and my word, and watch what it does for your life. Mm -hmm. Amen. No, it's... so again, what we what we fill our lives up, what we consume, you know. Actually, when you were talking, you just made me think. Uh, the Sabbath represents all of this. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. There isn't. Yeah. God didn't make the sa- the Sabbath to say, uh, okay, now try really hard to be a Christian mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. No, He says, let's rest. Yeah. Let's come together and rest. So really, what we're talking uh, the the Sabbath itself represents everything that we're talking about here. You know, a lot of times our outside man, we listen. The Bible's clear. We as humans look on the outside, mm-hmm. and we dress up the outside. And, and remember that a lot of times Christians don't or, or people don't come to to God because they're uncomfortable. They're saying, "Look how I look. Right. I don't have this. So look how I look on the outside." But God is interested mm-hmm. in the heart, and that's where it's always been. That's right. A- that's a very good point. You know, uh, you're right. People do tend to not want to come to churches and because of maybe they don't have enough, right? They and don't they they don't have the 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 outfit that you're supposed to wear, right? And and, and, and brother John, what if they get in here and see that the other people, mm-hmm. right, don't have what they have inside either? Right. And so that's why it's important because we are the church. We are to have this process in our life so we can influence others and show them that they can have that process as well and be successful in knowing who God is and have his heart. We were talking about this as we were preparing for the show that uh, that this is the this is really the hurdle that we have as just as humans, I think. You know, when we as we get older and we get our, our, our house or our apartment or whatever we're living in, we make it pretty comfortable, comfortable. right? Ooh, I mean, that's the word. I jokingly say every time I get back home, I don't know why I ever leave this place, right? right? Yes, the, sir. The, my, my kids like me. Uh-huh. My wife likes me. The uh-huh. dog thinks I'm the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and why do I leave this place? This place is great. But our challenge is that we do have to... Um, step out yeah right i mean god does tell us even if uh so service seems to be this obstacle that churches have Mm -hmm. i don't think we're alone in that by the way i think a lot of churches have this issue and it is because look man we work as hard as we work during the week and boy we just want that time alone right but serve it it shouldn't be the chore it should be the thing that we want to do and it, it's really hard in the day and age that we live in. I don't know if people had the problem with this, you know, in the you know 1920s or whatever. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did too, because it's just easier. I say this all the time. It is 100% easier to do nothing instead of something. Yeah, I, I think that our our drive should be. Um, the word of God, because that's what that's pushes yeah. us to care about others. That's mm-hmm. what pushes us to be better in this world and to contribute something mm-hmm. to this world. And honestly, um, our heart makes the difference. It does. We cannot 
um, show someone else the love of God if we ourselves have not had our hearts changed right. and converted to the love of God. And it is possible it to is. live in this and be in this church for I don't know how many, because I did it mm-hmm. for year after year and still have a heart that's unconverted. Absolutely. And so I believe that's directly because uh, we have to flip this thing and have most of our time being spent in the Word of God and prayer and strategizing how we can help someone else to experience this process of sanctification. And those who are worried about uh, fulfilling the commandments of God, well, you're doing so. That's it. You're just doing so. That's it. So, what we fill our heart with Mm. is what changes us. Man. So, obviously there is prayer. There is the Word of God. And... I don't see any other way. I always th- there's this three prong formula. It is prayer, the word of God, and service. Brother John, I just want to be there and I want to do God's will. But the Bible is where it's at, man. Amen. Got to get there.